Now, for the information of all hands. Welcome to episode 11 of the 1MC with Master Chief Jason Vander Hayden. I'm your host, Chief Crystalline Neen, and today is our last podcast with MCPOG 13. And as a final podcast with this team, we have a very special guest, Prospective Master Chief Petty Officer of the Coast Guard, Heath Jones. Master Chief Vander Hayden, I'll turn it over to you. Thank you, Chief. Well, it's an exciting day. This is, uh, I appreciate everybody listening and uh, giving me feedback. A lot of you send me notes and, and give me ideas and, and feedback, and I want to thank everybody. It is awesome to have Master Chief Jones here. I, I am super excited for not just him, but the entire Coast Guard. Master Chief Jones is a, is a proven leader. He's dedicated. He's just an awesome guy. And uh, I think in about, uh, in about a month, they'll be going, Vander Hayden who? Uh, so anyway, I, I am thrilled to have Master Chief Jones here. And uh, we get, hit, get to listen to his take and his perspective on, uh, on the Chiefs mess and on leadership in general and, and learn a little about him. So Master Chief Jones, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Could you, uh, could you start us off by telling us a little bit about yourself, maybe uh, you know, your background, wh- wh- maybe where you've served and, and your you know, family? And you know, tell us, tell, you know, a lot of people know you. You're pretty famous. You've been around a lot. But <laughs> give us an idea, you know, those people that don't know you. Uh, can you tell us about yourself? Yeah, thanks very much. So first of all, I want to echo and say thank you. I'm, I'm equally as excited to be here. Um, yeah, this is it's it's an exciting time for for us. Exciting time for the family. Quite honestly, it's an exciting time for the Coast Guard. But I guess so. I guess to uh, to answer your question, and and I'm still trying to kind of get over that Vander Hayden who thing because that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, this summer will be reach my 27 year mark. Boat mate by trade. I've served on river tenders, patrol boats. Uh, Small boat stations, um, then you know a silver badge uh, at a sector, and then a district tour, an area tour, and then now at, at uh, DCMS. Kind of, kind of been following the the, the, the Vander Hayden <laughs> footprint um, un, un, unintentionally, but it, hey, it's worked out kind of cool, right? It does give you good experience. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. <clears throat> but yes, I'm born and raised in South Louisiana. My wife Carol is a uh, she she works for a company, National Plant and Floral. They do. Uh, Floral designs for for trade shows around the country. Uh, used to be a teacher as well. Uh, we have two kids. Our son is in his second year of grad school at University of New Orleans, uh, studying film and media arts. And our daughter is in her first year of med school at LSU Med New Orleans. You know, I, I always told them growing up. You know, mom and dad will educate you. We'll 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 pay for your education as long as you're doing your job. I assume one of them was going to take the dad route and like join the military. They both had to be as brilliant as her mom. So uh, we're. We're we're uh, very proud of them. Though. You do have two brilliant kids, and uh, and they are awesome. And you know, if you ever see Master Chief Jones uh, in civilian clothes, you'll know it's him because he will definitely be wearing purple and yellow. You can almost guarantee that. <laughs> Avid LSU fan, you are one of the nicest, most down to earth, easy to talk to uh, folks. And you know, you really you're you're award winning person for for leadership. You've had you've won leadership awards, and I'm just. Uh, uh, super excited uh, for you to take over the office, and uh, I know you're going to do great things, and I'm, I'm really excited. So, you know, welcome aboard. So speaking of leadership, can you share with uh, with us kind of 
you know what what do you you know what's your idea leader you know leadership everybody's got their definitions of leadership i know you've been in command multiple times so you've probably had a command philosophy which you know somewhat is like a leadership philosophy what's your what is if you wanted to share some thoughts on on your ideas about leadership and and how what you expect from your leaders and maybe you know kind of how you, how would you define leadership yeah. and and what you would look for okay yeah no thanks it's uh you know, leadership to me is something that um, is a constant pursuit of perfection that we will never attain perfection. But if we aim if we aim for perfection, the result will be excellence, and so that's why we need to aim for that perfection. Leadership to me it, to me it's the it's one of the most simple concepts in the world, but it's one of the most difficult concepts in the world. Leadership is about empowerment first and foremost. To me, the, the, the best leaders that, that I've seen and, and tried to mold myself after empower their people to succeed. It's about giving confidence to those that you serve. Most, most folks grew up at some part in their life being part of a team of some sort. And I think every, and Admiral Thomas will probably laugh when he hears this because I'm stealing some of this from him. Uh, don't tell him. In any team thing you've ever done growing up in life, no matter what, you perform better as part of that team when you felt like you were part of that team. You, you felt comfortable, and you felt like your teammates and your coaches had confidence in you. So that's what a leader's job is, to instill confidence in our people. And then a, another thing that, you know, uh, and Admiral Thomas says this a lot, so I'm stealing from him again, but there's kind of three ways of leadership. There, there's, there's leading up, down, and across. And the leading down part, and the military is kind of it's a it's a simplistic structure. You outrank someone, you have a positional power over them, you lead them. But there's a way to do it right and a way to do it wrong. The leading up piece as as positions, and, and I'm, I'm looking at, at Y and two here and, and, and chief, and you know they lead up to you. They give you honest feedback to help you shape you know shape a workforce uh, thing. So they, they you have to be able to lead up. We lead up to the admirals. And the leading across is, is where it is where it's the most difficult, and that kind of gets into some of the chief's mess things. Is leading your peers in the chief's mess is is vital, and being able to lead across a room of people that don't have any positional reason to have to listen to what you say, but you can influence that that room to think a certain way. That's that's leadership across. Yeah, I, I, that's that's awesome. I, I really like the empowerment. You know, when people feel empowered, they will try harder and work harder. And then, and then giving them confidence, you know, tell them why they're important. Because I know you, I'm going to throw another word out there that I know is important to you. And I think you're going to, it's something you've talked to me about, uh, something that you want to work on is, is, is trust. And, and, you know, people trusting leadership and then leadership trusting the people and building trust in the workforce. Can you talk a little bit about um, how you will, 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 Work, talk about trust and building trust uh, going forward. Yeah, no, yeah. Thank you, and, and thank you for that because you know that's that's very important to me. Yeah. And 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 look, and, and where we where we got to this focus on trust with me is what our workforce has been through. Look at what our world has been through in the last three years. And the reason I kind of single the workforce out first is because the whole world's dealt with a pandemic for a little over two years. Go back a year before that. Uh, something tells me when you were sitting here four years ago, you didn't think you were going to to be leading the, the first military workforce to never receive a paycheck, right? Right. So our workforce dealt with that. You know, um, the 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 COVID nineteen pandemic has just created a lot of a lot of angst, a lot a lot of confusion. Um, you know, some you know the, the some of the civil unrest that that we that we we went through a year ago, a lot of learning 
just a, a lot of very personal hot topic items. And I think if you look across America, there's a general kind of just lack of trust in authority nowadays. Um, and our workforce is no different than that. And and the trust piece to me is so vital because if if a person feels empowered, they feel trusted, they feel they feel respected, they feel like they're part of a team, they're going to stay with the organization. Yep. And we've got to do that. Now, and the key part is people don't always need to get their way for that trust thing. They just need to understand. And I work for, and I learned this through the through the shutdown and through the pandemic. Our workforce will run through a brick wall for us and achieve great things. They just want to know why they're running through the brick wall. And if we can maybe tell them what's on the other side of the brick wall, mm-hmm. they don't question it. So we need we need to be that organization that gives our members the why behind the what. We talk, we talk all the time and we tout that we have the smartest workforce in history, and we do. Let's let's treat them that way. Let's yeah. let's let's give let's take the time as leaders to stop and give them the why behind the what. I said the the why is critical to building trust, mm-hmm. and, and I, I I like that. So that being said, as you take over the reins, this is obviously my last podcast. What what are some of the ways that you, you know you are going to look to get the why? I know you'll probably continue to use social media. That's a pretty easy way to communicate. Do you, do you see yourself doing podcasts or Absolutely. any other things? Yeah, Absolutely. I tell you, communications is in the Coast Guard is hard. We've got message traffic. We've got you know emails. We've got social media. We've got all MyCG. We've got all these communication platforms, but it still seems very difficult to get the word out sometimes. Any Anything, any ideas or anything new you want to share with the audience that maybe things that you'll be working on to communicate and, and be able to get that why to them? So, uh, and I'm, y'all can't see us, but I'm staring at Chief Neen right now because I rely on experts like her and, and Chief Disco to, uh, <clears throat> to, to be the smart ones in this. But honestly, there is nothing that I would rule out as an avenue to try to communicate. At, at the end of the day, it's about the, the, the third-class petty officer at a faraway unit understanding the information that we're trying, we're trying to transmit across the organization. Yeah. And we have to keep pursuing those ways. You know, if you think back, uh, this was probably probably before you were at PAC, because probably before I was in the C-Cell program, the only way we communicate as an organization was through all coasts. And some of us are old enough to remember the old green screen where yeah. you had to sit down there and do the message log. We know that didn't translate. So what I want the workforce to know is that from this headquarters building, we, we, we are trying I didn't realize how hard we were trying until I came to headquarters, how we we're trying to communicate out to the workforce in different ways. And if and what I need, what I'm asking the workforce's help is, if these ways we're trying aren't working, if there's a better way, give us that feedback because we we owe you answers, we owe you comms, we owe you information. And we're, I mean, we're, we're going to keep doing everything that y'all have done and we're, we're going to try new things. If I knew the magic answer... And I hadn't given it to you by now. Shame on me, right? <laughs> I, so I don't have the magic answer. Yeah. But we're, we're just we're going to keep trying every way possible. Well, and I, I know you're a big believer in the Chiefs mess and the power of the Chiefs mess. Uh, and I know you're going to be out and about a lot. You're going to be, you know, able to. You're going to get out and visit with the messes and all. Any? Uh, can you talk a little bit about, you know, how you feel about the, the importance of the Chiefs mess and and how the you know the Chiefs their role in, in being able to get the why and understand the why and the communication utilizing 
you know, your your badge network, your rating force master chiefs, your chiefs of the messes and all that. Talk a little bit about the the, the chiefs mess and how you feel about the, the chiefs mess. The, so uh, the uh, and a lot of the chiefs that I've had the privilege of serving with and messes I've been part of, they know very well that um, that my my standard answer to any flag I've ever served is we got it. The chiefs mess have it. The chiefs are the linchpin. We are the keepers of the culture, and my number one obligation to the chiefs mess is to arm the chief's mess with those facts, with that information. Sometimes it may be a good news story, it may not be a good news story, but I arm them with the information because I'm one person saying something. And, I, and I've always said there's nothing that on my own I can accomplish. I, I can't. But you give me a room full of ten chiefs and I'll take on the world. And that's that's how we're going to have to get to that is, is you know, if I'm, if I'm traveling, you probably know this, the third class may not come up to you and say, hey, Mashie Vanderhaden, why don't we try this comps method? They may tell their chief. Right. You know, or they may have some, they just don't know a, you know, they, they, they don't understand something in a policy, and they may not ask us, but they're going to ask their chief. Yep. And so it's, it's going to be a constant drive to empower the chiefs with the information they need because we own the culture as, as a chief's mess collectively. I love it. And uh, I, I'm excited because I know you are, uh, you know, easy to talk to. You care a lot about the Chiefs mess, and that, and you will make sure that the Chiefs have all the information they need so they can best take care of their people. You know, one thing I get a, a lot of questions about going forward. You know, as I go out and about and talk to folks, is uh, is is more leadership training. What what's your thoughts? You know, obviously, there's money, there's time, there's availability, all those things. There's a lot of factors. It's not as easy as just saying. We we need more you know need more leadership training. But what what is your stance on on how we deliver leadership training and and what you know what do you see the future if you in a perfect world where you were you could call all the shots what does your vision look like? Well, so I'm getting I'm getting ready now to walk into the third office that you've had before me, and <laughs> I haven't found the the money safe yet. Um, so either you've done I keep a really good, it with me. yeah. Either you take it with you, you keep doing a good job of hiding. So maybe it's upstairs, Carol. You, you can help me find it up there, right? But um, it wasn't in Pack area, and it's not in the DCMS office. But <clears throat> this is actually, and I appreciate this because it's kind of a chance to, you know, I, I think people are starting to hear the term modernized ready learning. Yep. And my fear is that people are, are getting a very narrow scope of. That means everything's going online and we're, ne- we're never going to have C-schools and things like that. That is not what modernized ready learning is. Modernized re- ready learning is, the, the concept in and of itself is about being able to deliver the right training at the right time, you know, on, right on target yeah. to the right person. An example of modernized ready learning, and I'll get to the leadership thing, but if we've got a, a Wimsel out and they were planning on an East Pack patrol and we, we've spun them up and got them prepared for that, then midway through due to something, boom, now they've got to go to the Bering Sea. That requires a different skill set. Modernized Ready Learning would enable us to get that training to them sure. in several formats. The Just kind of my my philosophy on it is there there are things, and, and in my world, in my brain it makes sense, but I think of the sciences and the arts. The science, the math, two plus two. We're, we're, that, that's when we're, we are training you with the piece of knowledge we're going to test you, can you retain the knowledge? That can be done anywhere 
in, in, a, in an online format at your home unit or at your home, the, the art piece, the, the, the soft skills, the leadership, the, the, uh, you know, the flying a helicopter, being a, sur- being a surfman, those are things that require a certain specific hands-on training set and that that's where we're you know we're going to have to continue you know under under the more traditional training format but in those how how do we take that blend of you know uh, my both our good friend Glenn Royce out of yeah. Chiefs Academy Glenn and I went through Chiefs Academy together in 2004 oh, wow. so we we've, we've had Chiefs Academy conversations for a long long time he called me the other day and he goes you ready I'm like oh I got to remember what we talked about <laughs> You know, so the, the easy answer is to always put more and more and more on them. But but so how do we look at the curriculum as a whole and say, where can we do a blended approach? If we're saying we want to add this, can that be something that's done online before you arrive so that when you're in Petaluma, we can focus on the things that require that? So, um, yeah, and I get asked a lot, well, the Air Force can, can do this and the Navy can do this, and I'm, in, I'm envious of a lot of, of what they can do. Then I'm, then I'm also, you know, aware of, of some of the constraints we have. So I think it's just trying to find, uh, you know, Admiral Fagan always said this during COVID when we were at PAC area. What do we look like after COVID? The only wrong answer is just like we did before COVID. Sure. That's the only wrong answer. What that right answer is, I think, is where we have to, we have to dive into those worlds and, and figure out those appropriate ways to deliver it. Got it. Great. Thank you. Thank you. So... Going back to the Chiefs mess, one of the things that we do as Chiefs is we do CCTI. You know, every time the MCPOG comes in, there's a, a little bit of a change to CCTI. I didn't change much from what Master Chief Cantrell did other than I, I brought costumes, but the ability to wear costumes for the PCPOs. Is there anything that you want to do with CCTI? I mean, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot to it now. It's a it's an in-depth process. Do you see any, do you, is there anything you think you might want to do? So it's funny, right before coming here, I got to meet with the base NCR, the NCR region, PCPOs, who uh-huh. their CCTIs are, and one of, one of them asked me the, that exact question. Uh, the short answer is no. There, there's nothing on the immediate, there's nothing that I've, like, you know, been saying, oh, if it's ever me, I'm going to do this. Number one, I feel like I've failed the entire Chiefs Corps if I've been sitting on something and haven't brought that up to you for the last four years. But there, there's, no, there's no immediate changes. You know, I, I think with every regime turnover, we're going to take a look at all the standing orders. And, and, but I think that's just a natural thing. But when it comes to the CCTI in particular, um, I think it's a pretty dang good process. Yeah. And I think that we're really just, and I just told this group this, we're only limited by our imaginations. They have a lot of leeway to put on an amazing CCTI that fits the area and the region they are, and I don't, I don't want to hamper that. Sure. So. No, I, you know the Navy does it all year, and I, th- I, I don't, I don't think that the Coast Guard can do that. And I wouldn't, I, to be honest with you, I wouldn't really want to have a, a, a year-long process like that. I think, I, I like you, I, I just, just minor little things that mm-hmm. you know, but uh, I. I'm, I'm glad that you were a fan of the process, and, and, it, and it's good. I knew I knew that already. Well, we we were just yeah. because Admiral Thomas was with me. We were talking to him, and he was sharing about when he was an ensign because we had a couple of the JOs in the room with us, and what the process looked like then. Mm-hmm. And then I shared kind of what the process looked like, and I was kind of in the in the middle of some of the, some of the tweaking, and we both looked at him and said, "It's a it's a solid process. It really is." Yeah, it is. I, I agree. You know, there's whenever we have a uh, you know a, a, a leadership change, basically every four years, we get a, a kind of a fresh energy in the in the workforce because it's an opportunity to to kind of. 
take that next step, you know, uh, and I'm excited, you know, for me because it, it, it is that energy and I can feel it. I can, I can feel the energy on the new team. I can, I, I've I had a chance to preview a little bit of the work that you, that you guys are doing. There's an opportunity here because everybody is like, yes, let's get after some of the, some things. And we really, uh, you know, want to capitalize on that, on that new kind of thoughts and everything. Is there anything, you know, kind of, and I'm not trying to sign you up for anything, but is there anything that you want to kind of just say, Hey, yeah, this is, this is the, one or two things that I think we might get start working on right away, or, or, or yeah. you know, anything like that. No, that. That's a great question, and 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 thank you for joining us yesterday morning. Uh, as, as we kind of had the the respective leadership team in there, um, it, it, and great to hear from those of you that are departing the service, sure. um, and and to see that it truly is a continuation. It's it's not a change. It's not. It's a continuation, and I, I really I, I feel that. That that's the great thing. So, you know, just kind of a, just at, an, at, a, at a high level is, you know, you look back, back over the, the, say, the past two leadership teams with, uh, with, with yourself and Admiral Schultz and Master Chief Cantrell and, and Admiral Zacompt. Um, man, what an amazing job y'all did on investing in our ships and our aircraft. I mean, we, and you, Admiral Schultz says this all the time. We are in the middle of the largest shipbuilding yeah. uh push in Coast Guard history. Uh, and, and so, I mean, so that work is just amazing. The, the readiness narrative that Admiral, that Admiral Schultz has used for the last four years has absolutely paid tremendous dividends. And so while we're in a really good shape going forward for steel, you know, be it, be it, be it, be it floating and flying, sure. kind of the two areas where, where we need to start pushing so that teams down the road can, can see Will be on the talent management side yep. and on the infra- shore infrastructure side. Yeah. So, I, so I think you're going to see a lot of focus in those two areas, continuing on this amazing work y'all done with, with the steel. No, I, I <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I agree that that you know getting the people into the Coast Guard. We, we, you know, our recruiters are working really hard. There's some a lot of opportunity there on that talent management mm-hmm. uh, side of the house, and to get after some of the the people stuff uh, mm-hmm. a little bit more. COVID. Uh, uh, I'm not blaming COVID, but COVID made everything a little bit harder. So uh, excited to, to hopefully hopefully put that behind us or at least start, start put, put, put that behind us. And then I'm excited to see what you guys do. I, I know there's a lot of energy about uh, taking care of people and, mm-hmm. and quality of life and, you know, getting the right people in. I, I'm, I am just really excited about that. Well, and, and you made a comment yesterday in the room, you know, talking about the readiness piece and how readiness is a continuous journey. Yeah. You, you, we're never going to wake up one morning and go, okay, we're ready enough. It's a continuous journey, and resiliency yes. is, is that piece, is, is, how, is how you sustain readiness is through resiliency. Yeah. So it's, you're going to see a lot of focus on that. Yeah, that's great. That is, that is fantastic. And I know I, nobody cares about people more than you, uh, I, and I, I'm not just saying that. I, I, I know that to be true. Well, is there any uh, anything else that we haven't necessarily talked about that maybe you want to – you want to talk about? It, I could tell you, everybody that's listening, Master Chief Jones and I are like probably he's one of the best friends I got. Really, really fantastic. Can't think of a, a, a better person to to be the Master Chief head officer of the Coast Guard, uh, and he is going to do. Uh, I mean, amazing work. We have been in lockstep the whole time, uh, ever since he was announced. Uh, you know, we have just spent a lot of time together and making sure that. 
I, I kind of try to give him everything that I know uh, on top of what he already knows. So he's, he's you know, you're, you're in great hands, I, and I couldn't be happier. But is there anything you want to leave the uh, leave the audience with before you start your own podcast and get going on your own? Uh, I want to I want to reiterate my thank you to you and, and the current team for for four years. I have felt nothing but empowerment from your office being out in the field, both at a district level and an area level, and here at uh, at, at DCMS. Uh, nothing but empowerment to to do what we need to do to get after what our workforce needs. So I thank y'all for that. And, and I, I do, I do, I, I you know, you, you keep hearing us talk about the word continue, continuity. Um, a lot of times it's, it's heard as trans, transformation, you know, things like this, transition. Transition, yeah. Yeah, this is truly a, a, a continuance of, of the amazing things that you and your team have worked on. <clears throat> the team that, that's, that's been assembled on the senior enlisted leadership side, they are fired up. They are fired up. They're excited. You know, we, we, we've had a lot of conversations about, like you said, there's a natural momentum that comes with every four years. Sustaining the momentum is, is the challenge that we have ahead of us. And, and the, the ground truth that I'm going to need from every woman and man in this service that we meet, the ground truth of are we, are we getting after, or, you know, are we chasing a ghost or are we getting after the right things? I, I ask that of every person in uniform to please be honest with me. Let me know if we're getting after the right things. Keep us in line because we want to keep this momentum going. But we're we're excited. Wild odd right now. Yeah. Uh, you you know yeah. you probably know well the, the the feeling that we feel. But we're we're very excited. That's great. I'm excited too. Being my last podcast, I want to say thanks uh, out there to everybody who listened. But also, I want to thank the Chiefs Mess and and uh, the Chiefs Mess leadership. You know, we have never experienced in my, in, you know, I made chief quite some time ago. And, and uh, you know, I don't know, perhaps, I, you know, it's always been this way. But to me, it feels like the chief's mess has is, is got a, a voice that's being listened to. Uh, we're, we're asked, we're consulted, and it, we're valued. And uh, it, 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 it feels like senior leadership really is is very interested in what what the chiefs think about things and their perspective we have a very ex- professional chiefs mess i'm i'm very proud of all the all the folks in the chiefs mess and then uh, you know as i as i travel around and i meet young folks i can't believe the talent that is the future chiefs there is amazing and so you know thank you i wanted to say thank you to everybody as as master chief jones said he you, you know the ground truth I, ground truth i felt like people were you know, tried to, were comfortable telling me what the, what was on their mind, and I want you to know that that you know the the, the good the best ideas on how to take care of people and improve quality of life don't come from headquarters; they come from the field, and then they come to headquarters, and then the the very hardworking, dedicated professionals that work here at headquarters for their tour try to make it happen. They 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 work together to try to to. It provide the best policies, the best processes, and and take care of people. So, you know, as a as a just my last opportunity to say thank you to everybody for all the help that you've given me to help me do my job better. Uh, I am very excited. I, I I hope everybody stays in the Coast Guard, and and I know that you're. I tell you this next team, the the leadership team is 
amazing. They are going to take care of you. They've got they're brilliant. They're caring. It's just you're just in a real, we're in a really good place. And lastly, I want to thank Chief Neen. So we wouldn't have the One MC podcast if it wasn't for Chief Neen. She uh, has put this together. It was her idea. She did all the legwork. She kind of got all the equipment, and and she does all the editing. There's a lot of things that you don't hear. I curse a lot, and she edits all that. I'm just kidding. She edits all that out. But uh, you know, it's uh, she is fantastic, and and uh, so. My last thank you is to you, Chief Neen. You're thank amazing. Thank you, Master Chief. It was my pleasure. I loved it. All right. So, Semper Paratus, everybody. Mm-hmm.